Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. Today's episode is courtesy of the fantastic poet Jason Snyderman. Hang tight, and I'll be back on March 27th. I'm Jason Schneiderman, and this is The Slowdown. One of the weird things about language is that similar-sounding words have very different meanings. If you are looking for a lavatory, a laboratory will not do. Having a prodigal child is cause for despair, but having a prodigy for a child is cause for celebration. There's a book about speech recognition called How to Wreck a Nice Beach, because that's what the computer heard the first time it was asked to transcribe the phrase How to Recognize Speech. I spend a lot of time with people who are learning English, so I've become attuned to some of the weirder aspects of the sounds of English. Does it make sense that Tim and Tom are both names, but Jim and Jom are not? You tell me. Of course, anything challenging can also be a source of pleasure. And using the wrong word is a very old kind of joke one that takes its name from Mrs. Malaprop, a character in a comedy from the 1700s. Mrs. Malaprop, whose name is a play on the French for misplaced, says she hopes that her daughter will reprehend the true meaning of what she is saying and uses the word allegory when she means alligator. These so-called malapropisms have never gone away. Justin Bieber, for example, apparently thought that the Sistine Chapel was the 16th chapel. But in the 1800s, Sigmund Freud suggested using the wrong word might not just be a source of humor, but could also give us a glimpse into the unconscious. He gave his own name to what is now commonly called a Freudian slip, when someone says what they really mean or really want instead of the socially acceptable thing they meant to say. Today's poem starts with a conceit, an idea or premise that motivates the poem. The speaker misreads the word fire as father, and then proceeds along the twin lines of malapropism and Freudian slip. At times, the usage is funny and clever, and at times, dire and significant. And sometimes, because this is a poem, it's both. Fire Destroys Beloved Chicago Bakery by Nathan McLean. How is it that you misread fire as father, your father, come back from the dead to sweep like hard wind through the building to smash with a Louisville slugger every pastry with which you'd pack your sweet little mouth? then flick a lit match into the trash bin. The entire building will have to be demolished, 
because the father took hours, finally, to be put out. It was a stubborn father. Your father, who once outside a grocery store warned you against asking for anything inside, so you have learned to keep your appetites a secret and how good you are, refusing in the drive-thru the hot apple pie, two for a dollar, choosing the house salad over french fries. But maybe this is why they all leave you, why you can't let him rest in peace. The real question is not why your father would do such a thing, but why you smell him in every ruin, every smoldering heap of ash and brick. The Slowdown is a production of American Public Media in partnership with the Poetry Foundation. This project is also supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. To get a poem delivered to you daily, go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram and Twitter at Slow Down Show. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.